Hi, I'm Lee Rail, and you're listening to SeedPod, a podcast dedicated to the people shaping South Africa through entrepreneurship, sustainability, and design. Before we get started, please rate us on iTunes and share this with your friends. It really helps us a lot. A few weeks ago, I had the privilege of being at Design in Darwin 2020, interviewing some of the leading creative minds from around the world. It was an incredible experience for me, and I'll be bringing you some of those interviews over the coming months to share the inspiration and innovation from the world's brightest minds. However, I feel like the world has changed a lot in the last few weeks from the spread of the coronavirus, and we're all reeling from the impact and having to adapt moment to moment and day to day. One of the things I've been thinking about is what will happen to the marginalized people in our societies when the virus hits. In the world's first world countries, this is less of a concern. But here in South Africa and in places like India, it's going to take a different approach and thought process to address the pandemic crisis. As a privileged person within the South African society, I realize that I will need to do what I can. And an easy place to start is by supporting those who work for me and who don't have the means to stockpile or self-quarantine or even buy vitamins. All of you out there who find yourselves in privileged positions, I challenge you to think about how you can support those less fortunate than yourself. In South Africa, maybe you can go to the shop and when you stockpile basics for yourself, buy some stuff for your domestic work as well. If you live somewhere else in the world, think about the people who live on the streets. Maybe you can go and donate food to a shelter or give give food to a person who's on the street already. I challenge you to think about those less fortunate than yourselves. This first guest from the Design in Darba has done just that. He's looking at the people who live on the fringe of society, on the streets, and how he can help them using the skills that he has. Bas Timmer is a Dutch independent clothing designer who created the shelter suit after a father of a close friend of his died from hypothermia after finding himself on the street. The shelter suit aims to protect the homeless from the elements by providing warmth and protection from the wind and the cold and rain using recycled materials from top outdoor gear manufacturers. Bus and his shelter suits are growing from strength to strength, already having made 10,000 of them. He's an inspiration to all of us and for me, a true social entrepreneur. This podcast is a bit shorter than my usual ones as I had a bit of a time restraint at Indaba with each speaker needing to do many interviews. People like Bas give me a sense of hope in the future of our world. Enjoy this inspiring conversation. Bas, welcome to Seed Pod. That's the name of my podcast. Welcome to Design Indaba 2020. I just saw your presentation. It was amazing. It was, yeah. I had tears in my eyes. I really did. And I think many people did. And I think that's why it was so great. Thank you. Thank you. I hope it were positive tears. Yes. No, yeah. it, was, it was inspirational tears. It, okay. was, uh, it moved me. Thank you. It, yeah. That's what I hope to do with people. So together we can change the world. Yes. And, and I think that's the, I mean, that's the spirit of this event. And as it's one of my questions as a creative in the world, I feel like many creatives are doing beautiful things and amazing things, but they're, they're not affecting any change that's contributing. Mm-hmm. And for, for me personally, I get stuck in a place where it becomes shallow and empty if I'm not contributing in some way uh, as a creative person. So I, I'm assuming that's similar for you because of the absolutely. space. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I, w- when I started, um, I started as a fashion designer. I had my own brand and I constantly felt 
and kind of emptiness in it. Like, is this the only thing that I'm going to do? Like make nice things for people. Um, and when I made that first shelter suit, um, I made that because yeah, a person died on the streets due to hypothermia and that person was the father of two of my friends. So they were close friends of yours? Yeah, they were close friends of mine. And I felt really strange that I was making these warm clothes uh, while people were dying on the streets. And so I decided I'm going to design something and give it away for free. And after I gave away that first product, that waterproof jacket with an attachable sleeping bag, it changed also me because the person that um, received the suit became really, um, truly happy with what he got because it was designed completely for him. It was free and it could protect him from dying on the streets. So it was a really emotional moment for him. But because of that, also for me, because I finally made something with my hands that is just more than something that's nice. Mm. So that's what exactly that feeling you described, that's what happened right at that moment when I decided to act and make something and give it away. Mm. I mean, the, the story that you told on stage, um, I don't want you to have to repeat it all, but so how did you go? So, so now you've come to South Africa to, to launch one here, which we'll talk about. Um, what, can you just briefly give me a summary of your journey to, to where we are now? And, and yeah. are, are you doing this full-time? That's one of my questions. Yeah. I'm doing this full-time and we got 15 full-time employees. How do you fund all that? Are you um, we raise donations okay. from corporates, uh, rich individuals. Uh, people that donate five dollars uh, they can find us on facebook and instagram and that's how we get like smaller donations uh, and also other nonprofits. they donate money to us so we can hire people and those people make the shelter suits and those people are always people that have a distance to the labor market so they can be uh, former uh, uh, people like people that came from jail or people that like refugees uh, they they don't find that easily a job so we give them a job they can make the shelter suits and we give away the jackets for free and we get all the materials for free we got one very big sponsor it's called Tenkata and they are the biggest uh, tent fabric manufacturer in Europe and they give us all their uh, leftover materials and they have hundreds of thousands now hundreds of different uh, color coloring types and patterns so we get all those leftovers so every shelter suit is also unique and we use old sleeping bags as inner lining we wash them of course and um, yeah we started with one suit and uh, we built our own social factory and now in the last five years we've been able to make 10,000 suits wow. and give them all the way in uh, European cities or villages uh, but also yeah, to the homeless that's incredible. But also to the refugees in uh, Lesbos, Samo, Sarajevo, where it's really cold. It gets there minus 10 Celsius. It's really cold. And we've been able to give a few thousand of shelter suits also to those people. Because you can be homeless uh, due to many different reasons. Uh, like that there is a war and you need to flee your country and you need to walk uh, to other countries uh, or uh, you are stuck in a refugee camp and in Lesbos it gets really cold also but also homeless people you can become homeless because you lost your wife and you got depressed or you cheated uh, and you get in a fight and you end up in a hotel and eventually you can't pay a hotel anymore and you end up on the street or you have 
mental problems. Uh, there, there are a million ways to get homeless, and that's what I experienced. Like, do, really. so you do you find yourselves interacting with these oh, homeless many. people? Yeah, okay. many. We always partner up with shelters, and I always ask if I can join, okay. uh, because I really want to give the suit, explain the suit, explain the story behind it, because that's also very powerful for them, because. People that experience homelessness, like refugees, they make the shelter suit, so they know how it is, what they are experiencing. And I always also ask if it's okay for them if we can make a photo. And the most surprising thing is that they really love doing that. Like they wear the shelter suit full pride and then they get on a photo so we can share it online and raise donations again. And that's actually how we do it. Um, uh, I'd imagine that there's a piece of recognition that those people get as yeah, well. Yeah. Like being seen in a way that exactly. they aren't seen before. Exactly. Because they, they, feel, they, they feel unseen. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what we do with a shelter suit. You give them something that gives them a sense like dignity. Like if you don't have a house, we're able to put the, uh, cut them a man on the moon and we can't keep people warm on the streets while they don't have a house. It's ridiculous, I think. So... What we do is give them that so sort of protection and dignity by the jacket. And that's what they really experience when they get that suit. And that's really, I think, next to just the jacket, the most powerful thing of shelter suit, that you really see them, see the people that are on the streets. Have you interacted with any... So the, up on stage, you had that first guy that you gave the first suit to. Mm -hmm. Do you speak to him still? Is he still around? Uh, he's still around in uh, in uh, Enschede, and I think he now has a house. Uh, I don't speak to him okay. uh, no, regularly, but I speak like every week with a couple of homeless people, at least to give away the suits. Okay, and and you and you, so you can feel firsthand the impact that you yeah. that the suit is having with yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Does it? Um, I mean, are there positive stories that, that this this has like a knock on effect to improve yeah. their lives? So what we hear is that um, from the social workers that work at the shelters, they say that by giving a shelter suit, it really strengthens the bond between a homeless person and a social worker. It builds trust. And we also did a research with a big university in the Netherlands, and they followed like 30 shelter suits with 30 people. And it really showed a huge uh, step in creating a relationship between those two different kinds of persons, like the homeless and the social worker. So, um, yeah, absolutely. So, so it's the, it's the social worker is the one that's giving it to yeah. them? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I'm there then too. Um, is, is this your first time here in South Africa? Fourth time. Fourth time. Okay. Yeah. And your mom? First time. Your mom's first time. Yeah. She just flew in and she was very nervous. She didn't fly alone for 20 years. So wow. she was kind of nervous and... I'm really happy that she's here because she never saw a presentation of mine. And uh, Ravi from Design and Daba just said, okay, let her come over. We'll pay the ticket. And I called her fully enthusiastic and she said, okay, I'm going to do it. So she's here too for like seven days. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. And um, you said before we started talking that this was the best presentation that you've done. Yeah. Why? I think I... Um, to be honest, that's really funny. Like I told somebody backstage that I was really nervous and uh, she said, you have to stand on your head like upside down <laughs> because then the blood goes to your head. And I did that and I felt really calm. 
I said, okay, that's nice. So I did that five times and then I was really relaxed and I also practiced. Uh, I normally don't practice for a presentation, but because this is in English and we are launching something, there's a new story to it. I practiced uh, and uh, I felt really relaxed on stage. So that helped me quite, quite a lot. As I said in the beginning, I, th I think what made it great from an audience perspective was that it, it was, it, your enthusiasm came across and it felt like a, a purely emotional co um, conversation, like, like your heart came out. Yeah, I uh, felt like that too, actually. I, th I think this whole project is about heart at the end, yeah. of, at the end of the day. Yeah, that's um, true. You, you've taken a problem that you've seen in society and you've gone about fixing it and you've created 10,000 of these. Where, where's, I mean, the sky's the limit now, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like now we've, yeah, 10,000 in Europe, but also 250 now in South Africa. They have been made here locally in a, 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 a shelter where homeless people now made the shelter suit. They had seven people for seven weeks full-time behind the sewing machines. They earned now some money. They were they didn't have a job, but it was really, really amazing. And I really think that with some help, especially of a big corporate or a rich person, that we can bring this all over the world in every big city, uh, have a small factory where the people can make the suits and people can receive the suits. So let's just talk about the South African project. Um, you said that the, jet, the suit's quite different to what you've done in Europe because yeah. our climate is quite different. Uh, what's the difference? Uh, a shelter suit is a waterproof jacket with an attachable sleeping bag inside a backpack. And um, well, this it's very warm. It's a very warm product. So it's too hot for here. Uh, but people do need protection from rain and wind and also some cold because in winter it still can get cold. Uh, so I made like a backpack uh, with a big pocket on the front where you can store your stuff because people like homeless people carry a lot of stuff. So we made like a big pocket on this duffel bag and this duffel bag you can click open the buttons and then it rolls out into a one person tent. And uh, it has a mattress inside, a pillow inside, very soft material uh, in the hood. And it's, uh, yeah, it lies very comfortable and it's just around two kilos. So it's very lightweight. And you've given it to a few people on, on the streets here? Yeah, I, I given away around 20 of them. And the people were very happy with the suits. And especially also the shelters, again, were really happy with the suit because they also saw that it builds yeah, trust between between them. And so um, now you've, you've identified a factory here mm -hmm. to make them here locally. Mm -hmm. um, Design in Darba funded that, those initial 250 mm -hmm. right so we i was here like five months ago and i had meetings with all the things we needed like a uh, textile factory uh, shelters uh, production facilities uh, government people and everything was actually ready to start this but there was no money we couldn't find actually a sponsor and uh, we really wanted to launch this, but we can only launch it if you start doing something, producing something. So that's what we did. Um, we started producing and that's completely thanks to Ravi from Design and Daba. He called me, he said, Bas, do you want to come to Design and Daba? And uh, I said, yeah, of course, but I really want to launch Shelter Suit South Africa. He said, okay, how do you do that? I said, by producing. He said, how much is it, a shelter bag? I said, 600 grand. He said, okay, I'm going to buy 250 of those from you 
we're going to make them. They need to be ready on Design and Daba. Uh, I said, okay, let's do it. And then um, people that were working here, um, they are uh, people from the Rotary. They worked full time to guide the factory in this shelter where people were making the suits and they finished it like today. Wow. Yeah. Just on time. Yeah, just on time. And so, so the people making it are living in a shelter and the factory's inside a shelter. Yes. Uh, so, so you're actually ticking so many boxes here. Because yeah. You're providing employment. You're recycling materials. Mm -hmm. you, you're giving the, the product away, product for, free. away for free. Um, That's what we call our three pillars. Like uh, giving away a free product to protect a person on the street that's forced to sleep outside, upcycling materials from the textile industry, and um, giving jobs to people who don't have a job and who don't find a job very easily. I'd, I'd imagine that you... How do you feel if you look back now at what you've created over the last few years? What is, what is the feeling that you get for yourself? Uh, I am extremely driven, I think. Like, I dream of making this into something big. And to be honest, I am always stressed. I'm always like, we need faster. Come on, guys. So we have a team in the Netherlands and they get very frustrated sometimes because everybody's working very hard. They are doing campaigns. They are now organizing a sleep out. Everybody's making the suits. Uh, people here in Cape Town were making the suits. And I'm still constantly thinking, okay, where can we go now? How can we do it bigger? Can we make more suits? So yes, I'm very proud if I look at every person that we've helped like behind the sewing machine in the office or, or receiving a suit, but I'm like far from done. So I'm al yeah. always a little bit stressed. What, what do you think drives that, that, um, that drive? What's behind that? I still have the feeling like if I die tomorrow, then there's a, a nice small factory in the Netherlands and I don't want that. I want a factory in every, every continent in the world. At 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 the best would be in every, every country. Like now we have one in Cape Town. Now we need money to keep on producing. And um, we also started with one person now in New York. We've hired a full-time project manager. Everything is ready. Same as like six months ago here or five months ago here. But we're still waiting for the first donation to get the shelter suits in New York made for America. And that's really frustrating. Like I've been four times now in New York. I've spoken to so many rich people, rich people company people like with Def Jam, Universal Music Group, uh, to all kinds of different people, you still don't have a donation. And it's really that that frustrates me a lot. Like we got everything ready. We got materials ready. We got shelters to, to distribute the suits ready. We got everything and we can't find a donation. It frustrates me, especially if you look in a city like New York, where the billions go up in the sky with these, build these buildings like Coca-Cola. It's, it's huge. Salesforce, Facebook. And I don't know. It, it, that, that's how I feel, actually. Frustrated that sometimes it just doesn't work mm. as it should be, I think. Have, have you done any um, crowdfunding campaigns? No. Like, we did our own crowdfunding campaign on our own website. So, uh, we uh, wanted to raise money so we can hire people to make shelter suits for the children uh, in Lesbos, a Greek island where the refugees are stuck. And we've raised around 400,000 euros. So we were able to hire around 10 people behind the sewing machine for at least a year. And that's what we did. So we could keep continuing making suits. Um, but we never did a public uh, crowdfunding. Never on Kickstarter of Indiegogo or that kind of thing. Maybe that's a good idea. But then I need also some funding for that. Because you need a person 
to guide that process and to really do the communications and make it a, a very strong message because I'm not good at it and also the people in the Netherlands don't have time for that and that's just something we're actually missing. If we get somebody that says, okay, let's do crowdfunding, we'll pay for it, we'll do it professionally, then boom, you go. And it's actually, it's worldwide, that kind of platform. So I think it's a good idea, but then you need a really good plan. Yeah. Really good plan because if a person, I want a person in Canada be able to donate, a person in America be able to donate, in France, in Shanghai, and I also want that the suits will be made in those places where the donations came from. So that's what I would like. So then you need a very good logistic kind of campaign. Mm. So yeah. I, it, it looks like you, it's, it seems like you've got a, a grand vision here for this thing. Yeah. Um, when you made your first suit, did, did you have any idea that this no. is where it was going to go? I thought I'm going to make one suit, give it away. And that guy said, I know two other guys that need a suit. Can I share the suit? I said, no, I'll make two extra. And then I thought I'm going to make a hundred. And after the hundred, I thought, okay, maybe we can do our own factory. Then we made a thousand. And after the thousand, we made now 10,000. So no, no idea. No, wow, no, no idea. And how old are you now? <laughs> 29. 29. Yeah. I mean, I, from my perspective, you've, you've accomplished a hell of a lot uh, already. And it, it's super inspiring. I think that's oh, the other you. reason why it's so yeah. emotional is it's just raw passion and um, drive. That's yeah, I feel this drive. That's absolutely true. And I also really like to tell the story to inspire people. And uh, we still got a lot to do. But when I walked out of the, the, the stage and into the audience, I have to say like the people um, that saw the, the presentation, they are all so enthusiastic and willing to help. There were like 20 people coming to me like, hey, I want to buy a suit. I want to buy a suit. Can we give it to homes? So that gives me also a good of like a lot of hope. Yeah. Who in your life inspires you? Um, yeah, I think like it all started. I can say my mother. Because that's really true. Like I was afraid of making the first product. And she just said, just do it. Make something that protects them from rain and from cold. Just do it. Make something. And then I had it finished and I was very scared to give it away to a homeless person. She said, you did this from your heart. Give it away. And then I gave it away. And she always also, also pushed me to follow my dreams. And she said, like, if you want to be a garbage man, be a garbage man. Enjoy it. I just want you to be happy. So I always do that things that make me happy i now do work that makes me happy um and she also helps me with uh if i it's, she really it helped me a lot like when we didn't have any money no donations but we still wanted to give the syrian people in our factory some food she paid the, the food i think a couple of thousand euros she donated absolutely within small steps of helping me out and in the first years, two years, I was a chef in the weekends in her restaurant. So I could earn good money there. In the weekend, I earned all the money for the whole week. And in the week, I worked for Shelter Suit as a volunteer for two years. Um, and that's all thanks to my mother, I think. Yeah. I think she's my biggest inspiration, 100%. Wow. Yeah. And that's why she's here with you. Yeah. That's why she's here. That's why they flew her in. Hmm. That's the first time she sees a presentation of mine. So, Have you <laughs> done a lot of presentations around the world? Yeah, kind of. Um, Every like every meeting I have with a corporate or a textile factory, I do the presentation because they need to know what they what I need to get their things for free. So I need to have them emotionally on board. So that's when I do a presentation, but also like uh, yeah events like or TEDx those kind of things. Like I did do it now quite a lot, 
um, but never in English, like not so much in English, just sometimes. Uh, and my mother just saw it like in the beginning, maybe one one presentation. So she had no idea, you know. And there was a big surprise, like the 250 shelter bags they that have been made. They were all stored behind the stage. So as a big surprise, the curtains went up and there was a pile of 250 shelter bags. And that was also a big surprise for my mother. She also yeah. had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she didn't know this was all happening. No, no, in no, the no, 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 no. Wow. She had no idea. Wow. No. <laughs> yeah. So she she must be super proud of you as well. Yeah, she was screaming on the stage okay. like, oh my God, what is happening here? And she she's, uh, yeah, she's really proud, I believe. Yeah, that's what she says. Yeah. I, I have no doubt that you're going to succeed and that you're going to get the money and that, that you will get the help that you need because just hearing how much work you've put in, you know, two years okay. of volunteering in your own organization to make this thing happen, that, that's hard work. I, I, yeah. I, I know. Oh, thank you. That means a lot to me. In those two years, it was really, at the end, it became too much. Like, I worked like seven days and uh, my mother said, you need to be careful, Bas, not become homeless yourself because it was getting really kind of ridiculous. Every day working, working. And we finally found one big sponsor that gave us money so I could have a salary and gave us time to make a business plan so we said like a half year every wednesday around the table and made like a plan like okay how are we gonna campaign how are we gonna approach a law firm asking to donate 10 shelter suits to us how are we gonna do that well then you need like a presentation you need folders you need all these things and that's what happened and that's how we build it actually so that's really nice um it's it's a super inspiring story, and um, if people here in South Africa want to get involved, yes, how do they do that? Well, they can send an email to sa at sheltersuit.com. So our website is sheltersuit.com, but we've made an email address, and there are local people behind that email address here in South Africa that respond to your email, and it's sa at sheltersuit.com. Okay, and, and is there a, a way for, say, I want to yes. donate and buy a couple of shelter suits to give away? Can yeah. I do that? So you send an email saying, hey, I would like to donate 10 shelter bags. They are 600 rand a, a piece. Then you get a response like, okay, do you want to give those bags away yourself together with a shelter or shall we send it to a shelter? Uh, and which shelter do you want it? So. Uh, and then you get like the bank details, you transfer the money, we'll send the bag, make photos of it, and you can also be there, of course. Okay. Yeah. Is it a is it a registered nonprofit organization? It's still uh, underneath a rotary. Okay. And it's tax deductible, so okay. the donation is tax deductible. Yes, that's what I was yeah. And we are going to uh, raise, uh, set up an entity here. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Um, I'm inspired by what you're doing, not only for your project, but because I, I see the. I've always seen the potential and creativity in solving the world's problems and yeah. you're doing that in an amazing way. So thank you. Thank you. Thank um, you. Enjoy thank the rest of Indaba. Thank you. Thank you.